Today is a hallmark. It's a, it's a, a day to remember. It's a day in the calendar of life where we get to share about the incredible miracle that is unfolding before us. You may not know, and uh, understandably, if you haven't been a part of life, or this is even just your first Sunday, you didn't know it was baby dedications, you, didn't, you just turned up. Really awesome to have you with us. And again, you've come on a special day because we've been talking about the reality that uh, at the end of last year, we actually have received notice from our landlord. And, uh, and this is a place here. We love this facility. It's been an incredible place, an incredible home for the last seven and a half years, but we always knew at some point there would be a transition that would take place, and, and we received notice to somewhat say, hey, the, the landlord wanted to take the land back, and that would mean we would need to find another location. And so we've been on that journey, and basically throughout this, we've seen God's hand and His leading and us being able to stay here longer than we actually had agreed to, which has been really, really exciting and really cool. And we've been saying that in the background, God's working on something, and we can't wait to let you know, but we've got to wait till it actually gets over the line. But there's something that God's doing, and it's big. And today we get to tell you what that big thing is that God has been doing. And so it's a groundbreaking day. And I just want to say, like, because um, like, we're all excited, and for some of us, we love to just post everything about our lives. Um, even the stuff that I don't, like, no, no one really cares what you're going to eat at the cafe, seriously. I mean, like, it's nice, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I, we've got a day where we get to share this in person for the whole day uh, over three services, which is pretty exciting. And I just sort of thought it would be pretty cool if we could try and just, like, whenever we post something tonight, could we just wait till after 6 o'clock? Because it'd be really cool for everybody to be able to walk in and not get dribs and drabs from a phone or something they saw on Facebook, but actually get to be, like, in the moment. Is that okay? And then after that, spam like crazy, right? Go, go nuts, because everybody does want to know, uh, just to see, again, what God is doing. But I am very humbled, very excited to tell you that uh, not only have we found our next location, but I uh, am so excited to say, but by the grace of God and only by the grace of God, and by the incredible miracle working, miracle working provision of who our God is and what He can do, which we cannot do, while we were looking to lease, God revealed land, and we have a permanent home because we have purchased land in the city of Melbourne that will be your future life home from this moment forward, and it is an absolute, absolute miracle. So this morning, what I'd love to do is I'd love to share some of the journey. We got to share a a bunch of it with our leaders and volunteers on Wednesday night, which was pretty special. But And for time, there's no way to be able to pack in all of the story. But I do want to unpack parts of it. And I pray that today, as we share this journey and, and reveal what God has done, I'm really believing that today. There's things that God has spoken into your heart. There are things that He's put in your spirit that you thought, how could that ever come to be? And I'm believing that today, something by God's ability only, He is going to say what I've spoken can be. If you could just see me and what I can do, then I just believe that today is going to be one of those moments where, again, we freshly believe. So I'm probably going to just jump and straight go straight into it. But when we heard the notice and we got that moment, I really felt like God said to me as I was sitting in my home, as we were all in our homes, unable to go anywhere else, I really felt like God said, this is not the landlord 
shutting the door, but this is God opening the next one. And in that moment, there was such a peace that it was like, okay, God, I've got it. That's you, you're in this, this is awesome. That doesn't mean you've got to navigate a whole lot because who knows, we've had a pretty incredible season while we've been here. And uh, the truth of it is, it's just been phenomenal what God has done. This is a very special place. And to think at the same time, at some point this is gonna stop and we're gonna have to go somewhere else. Like, how does that work? There's so much dynamic involved. But when you've got the peace of God on something, come on, I'm telling you, the peace of God surpasses all understanding. That's His truth, right? But it's actually up to us to position ourselves in His peace rather than our understanding. So often you've got to get yourself out of what you understand in the natural and you've got to set yourself and just sit in the reality of His peace and His supernatural. And so that took place, which was amazing. And we remembered this video that David McCracken, sorry, this message that David McCracken spoke earlier last year and he gave us four prophetic pictures. And the first one was actually in regards to a renegotiation when it came to land and a building. And so we've got uh, a quick clip to be able to see this. And, and this straight the away. The first one I saw was the uh, word renegotiation. And I was just in a time of prayer. And, and then I just suddenly saw the word in my spirit, in my mind's eye, same as you were able to, the word renegotiation. And it had, it was concerning a building. And I saw a time in which there had come a time of reappraisal, a time of decision that would reflect um, and show forth divine favor and intervention. So here we are, having received that email from the lawyers in regards to having to move, and straight away that comes up in my spirit because that was in May of 2020, we received that one of the pictures. And you just go, you know what, God, I know you're in this. I know you're in this. And then from there, I received an email about five days later from someone who's never emailed me before personally, uh, but has been part of life, the big picture of life for about 30 years now, emailed me out of the blue and sent me this scripture on 1 Chronicles 28, 20. And it says, and David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, he's with you. And he will not fail you nor forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And you think, oh, well, that's just a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. That's God saying, you know, that feeling of peace that you have, it's backed up by the promise of my word. And I'm the one, because it's not your church, it's my church. I'm the one who's gonna enable the next step to unfold. You just gotta be strong and courageous. You gotta realize you're not gonna fail. I won't forsake you. And in fact, the word that stuck out to me the most out of that there scripture, the three words that came out the most was do the work. Do the work. Sometimes we as Christians can be guilty of having this feeling of God's in something and we, gotta, we pray for it, but then when it comes to the moment to actually do what needs to be done, we sit there hoping that somehow a genie will appear and just make everything fall on our plate. But I believe that actually God's calling us to be people who have a work ethic. Come on, that know how to do the work, that we roll up our sleeves, that when there's a moment to step into something, there is a lot of work that takes place. And I can say to you, the three words that have got me over this last five months is do the work. Do the work. When you don't understand what that means in that contract and that thing and that area, do the work. When you don't know and you're tired and it's like, how do I just do the work? Do the work. 
do the work. And I might speak on that another time because there are things in that that's not just about the physically doing the work, but actually the areas of how you hold on to God's promise. As I said before, we started looking and I was right, God, it would be really cool if we could land something by Christmas because then we could ask, like, not have to worry about it and have a really cool relaxing break of, and then like come back to it and be like, you know, just like skip our way into it. I mean, you've given me a, a, a scripture and everything. I mean, you're gonna build it, it's great. So we went into Christmas with nothing. And uh, having looked at many, many places and, um, and I guess for me, was like, God, all I want to know is that when I step onto the place that it's meant to be, that you just let me know. We don't wanna entertain anything that's not you. That's all I wanted. Just God, just make it super clear. And so anyway, walked on to property after property and, and you could look and go, I think we could probably make this work, but there was nothing that was like, this is me. Anyway, come middle to late January, we come back and, and nothing and, and go again out to all of the commercial agents and, and nothing comes back of anything that's new. And then I get a text from Nader, one of our great guys in church here and We'd been talking for a couple of years of pretty much like the dream, like, you know, like if you could just get the dream property, if you could just have like, you know, the, the stuff that's just like ridiculous, like, and, uh, and just randomly got a text. Nader had no idea that this was in motion, had no idea that we'd been served notice, had no idea what was going on, but get a text and go, hey, I had an hour free, so I decided just to cold call a bunch of commercial agents and one guy called me back and he sent me this one listing and it's not on the market, it's private confidential, but here's the details if you wanna go have a look. It was the end of a Thursday and I needed to get back home, had some stuff to do, but do the work, do the work. So I jumped in the car, drove just a small four minute drive. If you're wondering where it is, a four minute drive from where we are now. And as I'm driving there, I'm thinking, oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah, nothing's another place. And as I drove onto the driveway, onto the property, all of a sudden, Holy Spirit hit me in this and just goes, I'm in this. And I'm like, you're in this? How could you be in this? I mean, we've been looking to lease, but he's leading us to land. I mean, I'm, I'm been looking to go and have to borrow from somebody else so that we could have something temporary for another season to have to move again. And God's going, that's not my plan. That's not my heart for the season that you guys are in as a church. I want you to have something that's gonna be established in our city so that way you can serve the community, build with the community, love on the community, not wondering one day when they're gonna make you move again. So I drive onto it and it's way bigger than we expected in, in every aspect, right? But straight away we jump into the reality of the zoning and it's just been uh, declared in 2020 that the zone's not changing, it's industrial one and it has the ability for us to have a place of assembly. And that looks unbelievable. The location, because that's one of my biggest things, is just having a location that works for everybody, but not just for now, because we're now a church of convenience or comfort. We're a church of cause, and our cause is to help rebuild a city and to reach people. And so we need to be somewhere that's gonna service that. And here we are driving onto this property, and you can show the map. Drive onto this property, and, and it's literally, if you're coming from where I live, around sort of the airport, it's literally one off-ramp further onto Dynan Road, and you drive directly down Dynan Road, and you pull straight onto the property, or a, if you come from, say, the CBD or down by the Port Melbourne or a little bit east, you can come and get off at that Port Road. I think it's Footscray Road. Get off there, go up straight onto the street that we're on if you're from that area. And so all of a sudden, things just start unraveling. On the property, I look up and I look at these apartments that are going up. 7,000 plus residents are moving in literally a couple of hundred meters away. 
Look at the infrastructure of what's going into Footscray and it's not one day when, but everything has been, there's new hospitals being rebuilt, the roads are being restored, all this kind of stuff. And basically, we've been blessed with an incredible church, but we've got some incredible people who are gifted by God in this area. So I ring Dean Landy, and uh, who's basically like helps redesign and repurpose suburbs and builds universities and malls and churches and I chuck it over to him and within a few hours, we've got like a 15 page report on all things. And he drives past it every day to come here. And he's like, how on earth have I not seen that? That's an unbelievable lot of land. That's out of control. Like that's a dream. So anyway, I talked to Pastor Paul, our senior pastor. And I said, Pastor Paul, this is gonna seem a little big. It's, I'm telling you, I'm still gulping when I think about it. But I said, I can't help but feel like God's in this. And he says, you should try and meet the vendor. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I mean, I've, I've never negotiated property before in that scale and that size. And I mean, we'd bought land and built our own home, but I mean, we're talking a different kind of scale right now. And, and so I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm sure that's normal. And, uh, and I talked to the agent and said like, yo, can, um, I didn't say yo. Um, <laughs> I was very professional, everybody. And, uh, and uh, dropped, a, dropped a couple of octaves and, um, and just went out. And, but I said, would it be chance I could meet with the vendor? And he goes, you wanna meet with the vendor? And I said, yeah, it'd be great. And he goes, what do you wanna meet with the vendor about? I'm like, I actually, to be honest, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty big thing that we're committing to. Wouldn't it be just nice to know who you're like working with? And, um, but in my spirit, I knew exactly why we needed to meet. So anyway, progress a couple of days. And we uh, needed to sign the deed of variance that would actually mean we would commit to being out of here by the end of May. Uh, you know, as much as we had done that verbally, we actually hadn't done it contractually. And I felt like God say to me on the Friday morning, you've got to close the door so I can open it. And I feel like that's a word for some people as I've been here early this morning praying and preparing. I feel like there's a word for some people here that God is wanting to open another door, but you're holding on to the one you're in now. And he's saying, if you want me to do it, You've got to trust me for it. And he is trustworthy. And that morning as I sat there, I thought, well, what have we got to lose? We've got nothing to lose. We've got a God who loves us. Look at what he's done to this point. How will he not, again, enable there to be the right next step at the right time? Signed it, sent it in. Within an hour, I got a phone call from the agent and said, hey, what are you doing this afternoon? The vendor would like to have coffee with you. I go and have coffee here at North Melbourne and one of my favorites at auction rooms and I sit there and I meet this gentleman, Elliot, and he's a great guy and we connect pretty easily. And I just said, looked him in the eyes and I said, hey, Elliot. Again, I don't think I said, hey. Um, I said, Elliot, I know that this is pretty large scale and you could be looking at me thinking, I wonder if these guys even have what it takes to negotiate and be a part of a deal like this. But I said to you, we're currently in a church that we love and we're surrounded by a community that we're really invested in, but we've been given notice and we need to move. And I said, the thing for us is I understand that this is a business transaction. I get it. At the end of the day, that's what this is. But I said, for us, it's not a business transaction. I said, for us, we're here to build a home. We're here to build a church that's gonna serve the community. We're here to build a place that's gonna enable people to belong and become part of a family. We're here to see people restored. We're here to see people find a home where they felt no one could love them and no one would be there for them. We're here to be for them, with them and we're here to journey alongside them that they could become who God wants them to become. And in that moment, he goes, oh man, churches are so important. I'm like, yes, they are. He starts, think about the location. I'm like, I have. 
He goes, look at all the apartments. I said, I know. Right? And the whole thing about it, he goes, well, I've got this tenant that's like, I mean, their lease is finishing in the next week. And I mean, you could, you could take their space if you, were, if you wanted it. And I said, well, you only want to take the space if we can, like, we can own the whole thing. And he goes, well, I need to know in about a week. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so small thing, you know, like. And I said, well, in fact, it's actually a little small. We kind of need a bit more space. He goes, well, the one next to them, they're on a rolling 30, by, 30 day by 30 day. So we could actually get them to move as well. And you could have like 3,000 square meters. Like you could have all of that. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. He goes, I guess if you buy it, you won't be paying lease on it, will you? You could just, you know, occupy that space for free. And I'm like, I look at the agent. The agent looks at me. Both of us like, our eyes go like, what? Like at the same time, we're going, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it makes, makes sense, Elliot, makes sense. And then he goes, Im- imagine it. He goes, this would be an incredible hub from which then you could go and plant other churches around other areas of the city, and this could be your home base. And I said, do you want to join the team? He goes, nah, I'm not into that, I'm not into that. I'm like, who says that? Who says that? He reminded me of the price about four times after saying that. At which point, a few days later, or about a week later, we put an offer in below the price at which the agent said, he's not gonna negotiate with you. You're gonna reveal that you're not at the level to be able to do a deal like this with him. And I said, well, if it's God, it's God. And if that's it, that's the door that closes, at least we know we're not wanting to consent into something that's made of us. And in that moment, we sent that offer in much to the agent's objection. And he came back 15 minutes later saying, I'm impressed with the offer you made. Let's start negotiating. And let's just say he's really good at negotiating. <laughs> but the fact of it was, is here we are moving forward and seeing God move. We come to a moment where we actually put our first offer in. And, uh, and they're sorry, that day that we put the offer in, incredibly, and not by any coincidence, but it's the same day, the same weekend that we had Legacy Celebration Sunday. We, we celebrated the miracle, come on, of our Life Central campus in Auckland, that in three and a half years, we saw $45 million raised and and generated by God's grace. And we saw it done and finished that weekend. What was amazing was the day that the money landed to see that complete was the the day that we put the offer in. So at the end of that one promise and that one miracle, we stepped into the next promise and the next miracle and we started that next journey. And I think God deserves all the praise. Not only that, but we also realized that uh, as I woke one morning, I remembered another picture that Dave McCracken talked about, the fact that he said that I, I see like, like the Westgate Bridge. It's like that. It's like something that's opening up between you and the West and it's like something's under construction and it's like becoming two lanes and all of a sudden people out the West, it's like they can, you remember, I'm not sure if anyone remembers that, but it was like this two way. It's all of a sudden the West opens up, open up the map and realize that the new Westgate Tunnel uh, that's planned and proposed and in construction, which comes out on just on the Footscray side. Actually, there's an off-ramp that comes off onto the street here, which is Sim Street, where the church is located literally 200 meters down the road. And then you can get back on and shoot out west. And so for anybody who lives in the west, can I get a holler? That's a pretty amazing thing. So we start into the DD and there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on and there's so much up in the air and there's so many things that look like, like I don't know how this is gonna work. And I felt like God say to me, said for every hurdle, there's a heavenly intervention. For every hurdle, there's a heavenly intervention. And uh, what was amazing is after we signed, I actually had lunch with the agent and, I was, and he said to me, he goes, you know the thing of this is that surprised me, he goes, if this was any other purchaser, it would have fallen over three to four times guaranteed. 
It seems like every time there was a hurdle, there was some sort of way that you guys were able to make a way. And I said, you know exactly what that was. This is his name is Bryce. I said, you know what exactly what that was. I said, that was God doing what only God could do. Because we were not hiding the fact that this was no man's idea. This was not our strength and our capacity. I talked God into every transaction, every moment we had. I told people the vision of what God was opening up. And you should have seen people rally towards the reality of going, you know what, that sounds amazing. We want to help. We could be a part of it. Evaluators dropping their price. Lawyers dropping their price. Because they say, you know what, we just want to be a part of it. A builder saying, I can't help but sense God on this. I'm going to gift my time over the DD to help you guys get through this. Just miracle after miracle after miracle. And, but at the same time, you can still ask that, say that question. Well, if it's God, and I guess if it's God, and as Vision Sunday came about, we were in lockdown as a city, but I had to be here for recording and I found myself on site at the 11 a.m. at my new home. And, uh, and I was on there and basically watching the service and I felt like God say so clearly, like He hit me saying, this is, I'm on this. I felt like Him hit me and say, stop asking if it's me. It's me. And I believe that again is another word for some of us here. I feel like there's just a few moments across today that it's just like, you know what? That was not just a great celebration, but that was my word. Stop asking God if it's Him. It's Him. So you just got to hold on to that now. And you've actually got to change your language. So from that point, it was no longer, well, if God wants to, and, and if God can, it was like, well, when God does. And when God turns that around and when God provides there, and when you get the negative report and you get the negative report and you realise the neighbour now wants to buy it and you realise that there's confrontation and things look like they're gonna fall over. Well, when God solves that and when the loan company, when the lending company uh, realise the potential that's there and, and all of that, then they're also gonna be favourable. And I gotta tell you, the area of connecting with uh, Church of Christ Financial Services, a Christian company, uh, you know, or, or lending group and a very kingdom-minded, kingdom-spirited group uh, it is unbelievable the miracle that has happened in that area. It's honestly out of control. And with a lot of time of integrating it with our board here, with our New Zealand board and the global board, I wanna tell you that we have incredible pastors. Pastor Paul and Marie are such visionaries, so releasing. Uh, and to be in that place where they haven't flown here, haven't touched the land, haven't been on it, to be going, I know, I see like it's a God thing as well. And we believe that the church in Melbourne is ready for this. It's bigger than what we're probably ready for, but we're ready for it. And I wanna honour you guys for that. But I just believe like this is something that we can't say that we are doing on our own. This is only but the yes in response to what God is opening. And so basically, let's just say that in under 90 days, we went from nothing, no connections, no doors open to the point of signing on the dotted line on 8.30 a.m. on the 27th of April, Adrian and I signed and we declared we are going in believing that this is 100% God. The good news is, is that afternoon, Elliot and his brother, uh, who were gifted the property by his father 45 years ago, and they felt like they don't need to sell it, but for some reason they want to and there's some ideas that they have and they challenged with that. They said, you know what? We're happy with the transaction that's taking place and the people who are gonna be taking it, we can see where they're gonna lead it. We think this is a good sale to make. They signed that dotted line. And at 2.34 that afternoon, I got the phone call. It is done. You have secured your home. You've secured God's house. Would you like to see it? Have a look at your new home.
Come on, can we give God some praise? Come on, can we honour Him? Can we thank Him? You say, so what building was it? Exactly. The whole thing. The whole thing. And I believe what God is saying to us is I'm not just setting you up for the next step. I'm setting up something that's going to be there to really establish a home, to provide a place that is not just about Sunday services. We are there to be a community hub. We are there to take people and see them literally be engaged in the wonder of a God that loves them to the place that they are stepping into the fullness of God's purpose on their life. We believe that we're gonna serve the community at new levels. We believe we're gonna have the opportunity for education and the opportunity to see people equipped to move forward. The development opportunities on this land are out of control. But I hope you hear it. I hope you get something in your spirit. We are not here to renovate a building. We are here to rebuild a city. I'm not sure if you saw the Sunday Herald yesterday, but in big bold letters, there was a statement that said, broken city. And when I saw that broken city, I just felt like God say, and for me, I said, there's a new declaration coming. There's this new statement that needs to be spoken over our city, that our city is not broken. Yes, we have a city that has areas of dysfunction and areas of hurt and areas of lack and areas of pain. But I thank God that He's got a beautiful church that's full of people that aren't too consumed with themselves, but are more concerned with the reality of reaching people with love and grace and mercy and hope. That we're believing that we're not gonna have a broken city, but we're gonna have a blessed city. A city where lives and marriages have been restored, where families have been put that together where people who've been told there'll be nothing and they can achieve nothing will realise actually they're God's kids and they have got a purpose far greater than any person could reveal. On Wednesday night, we had the opportunity to not just to share it with the leaders and volunteers, but to go on site and have a moment where we worshiped together and we had communion and there's a shot of it. And God gave me, as has been a scripture that really has been from the moment we landed here, as a family and we declared that we're not here just to do another church on another corner, but we're here to see His God, God's bride be all that God declared it to be. And Isaiah 61, one to four just came so strong again in my spirit in this moment. And I just wanna declare it over us. Maybe why don't we, why don't we stand to our feet? Because then in a moment we're gonna sing. And what we're gonna sing and we're gonna declare that we don't wanna just live from a place of what's happened up to now. We're gonna sing and declare we want something fresh what God is leading, we need freshness. What God is enabling, we need His freshness. We need something fresh of His Spirit to lead us forward. But I thank God that the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on us. Come on, because He has anointed us to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim, proclaim freedom for the captives and release people from darkness to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion. Come on, to provide love, to provide hope, to provide care, to provide a home, to provide shelter, to provide education, to provide nurture. And they will rebuild, sorry, and to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendour. And they will rebuild the ancient ruins that have been restored. 
the places long devastated and they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. We're not here to restore a building. We're here to rebuild a city. Can I just say quickly, this is not about life. Yes, we are life. Yes, we are part of this faith community that call it home, but this is not just for life. I felt like God is saying, this is for my church. This is for my kingdom. This is for us to be able to champion the church. And this is something that's gonna spark in the people and, and in the pastors and in the leaders of our city and our nation and our state to say, you know what? What I've had a seed idea, what I've had a seed dream, that one day that we could occupy somewhere that we own as a church, that we can step into and move forward in. I believe, like he said, this is gonna fan the flame of this vision. And already we've seen that take place. Already we've seen other churches hear of this and go, you know what, we're gonna sow into it. We're gonna be a part of it because this is the promise that God has for us as well. But one thing I want us to say, and one thing I want us to declare clearly from the outset is that I'm believing that across our city, the testimony is not gonna be, look what life has done. The testimony is gonna be, look what God has done. Look what God is doing. Look what Jesus has enabled. Look what heaven has made possible. Look what God is doing in our city. The church is not dead, but the church is alive. See, we can take ground or we can take ground and territory. And the way that we don't just take ground by buying land, the way we take territory is that when everybody doesn't hear what life's done, everybody hears what Jesus is doing. And we're gonna declare that over our city, the name of Jesus is gonna become higher, more popular, more aware, and more able to be tangible for everybody else. But we need a fresh wind. On Pentecost Sunday, we need a fresh wind. We're not doing this in our strength and our ability, we need a fresh wind. We're not doing it out of the revelation of yesterday. We need a fresh wind. I'm not doing it just because, oh yeah, I can see what He's done in the past. I'll acknowledge that, but I'm declaring He's got greater. He's got bigger. He's got more. So come on, all over this place. Why don't we have a hunger just for God to do something? Come on, even in your own situation, in your own spirit, with His things that you've got holding in your heart, today God's poured them up again. He's told you, you know that promise I gave you years ago, maybe decades ago. It's alive today. Don't ask if it's me, it's me. It's time to step into it. It's time to take over. We need a Father, we just pray. Lord, in this, this would be a holy moment. Father, that you would increase the mantle of what you want to position us for and what you're calling us into. Father, we declare removing the Spirit right now. We declare we speak and pray this and sing this over our city of Melbourne. We declare Melbourne is not a broken city. It's a blessed city. It's a place where your presence dwells. It's a place where your kingdom come and your will will be done. We're here to lift up one name and one name of
Everything that you've spoken into the hearts of people. God, we've wondered, when will you come through? When will you be able to? I pray, God, that today will be a day where again, you just fan into flame the promise of the fact that you are faithful and you are able to do everything that you've set apart in your heart to do. God, I thank you, Lord, that this is not secluded and limited just to what you wanna do here, but Lord, you wanna expand your kingdom through all of us. Lord, you want to release us into new things. Father, and I thank you, Lord, that the whole why is so that people can discover you. This is what it's all for, that people could know your love. They could know your grace. They could know a forgiveness that wipes all the old and the past away and gives them a brand new beginning that they would know the wonder of the gospel for a God who so loved that He gave His Son, Jesus, that if we would just believe, if we would just believe, the Bible tells us, Lord God, that You would give us everlasting life. Are you excited about what God's leading us into? It's truly remarkable. And, uh, and I know I could never do it justice in a morning service to be able to share really all that God has done. And I just pray that there'll be moments over the next number of months that we'll be able to keep unpacking it and then reveal it because it's really just saying, you know what, God, you get all the glory. You get all the glory. And this is what this is about, is building your name and your house. And so I also want to encourage us that um, that uh, it would not be possible and it would not have happened without our incredible senior pastors who didn't start this journey six months ago with us. They started it 30 years ago when they stepped out in God and took that step and just uh, started journeying and saying yes. And I thank that God that that's a hallmark of our church is that what God speaks and He leads, we just say yes to. And out of that, you can't go wrong. And so I'd love us to honour Pastor Paul and Marie, our senior pastors, even though they're not in the room today, they're gonna be here soon. So Pastor Paul and Marie, we honour you, we love you. I would love us to honour our board as well and our, gov- our, our global board, Brendan, Paul, Adrian, Nadia and our global board who have been a part of every detail, praying, hearing from God on it. I would love us as well to honour Dean Landy, Bryce Houghton as well, honour Nader for the part that he played and just thank God that together, the good news is now everybody knows. And so we're all carrying it together at a whole nother level. And who knows, you got a few detailers over the next couple of days and the next couple of weeks as you go and check out your new home and go and have a look at it and just pray over it, just prophesy over it. But a couple of things, I just wanna say, I said it earlier, but our church has not been born or birthed out of convenience. So for some of us, we're going, oh, it's a little bit further than we are, than we are like, you know, where we live. And if you came because it was close to where you live, but yet it's home, then what's another three minutes drive? What's, a, what's another train stop? What's an extra two minutes walk? when it comes to going, you know what? I'm being planted in a place where there's a vision to impact and change a generation with the reality of Jesus because you are a part of it. And there's gonna be a journey for us of 
packing in and packing out, or sorry, of packing out of this venue, packing in on that venue and navigating parking and working through all of it as the pieces come together. Are we up for the journey? It's gonna be a God adventure, but we gotta do the work, right? We gotta do the work. And so I just wanna say to us, let's be big spirited. And then that's really what I wanted to honour. I wanna honour you, church, because God would not entrust this next season if we did not have the spirit and the ability to say, look what we've been faithful with. So look what God wants to entrust as our next step. So I wanna honour you. I wanna honour you for your heart. I wanna honour you for the way that you love Jesus and that you do life with people. Let's just keep doing that. I'm believing this is gonna be over the next eight, nine months as we prepare and renovate. I believe it's gonna be one of our fastest growing seasons. I honestly believe it because I just know that God's saying, I wanna entrust people into this home. And we just hear it. It's not about life. We champion the church, the whole church, right? And then I also wanted to say as well, one other thing, just a couple of things on the end. I just wanted to say that I've really felt stirred over the last probably 12 to 18 months that we would actually gather as men because we don't have a whole lot of men's groups happening and stuff like that. But I have something in my heart and this isn't about a gender thing. I have something in my heart that God wants to raise warriors. And you could run a whole lot of courses, which is cool, but I actually felt like God say it starts with prayer. And so we're gonna actually start a Tuesday morning weekly prayer meeting on our side at the new home. And we're gonna be there from 5.45 to 6.30. So it enables people to still get to work or get back home to help with the family routine if that's what you do. But I'm just inviting, it's not an obligation, but I'm inviting all of our men. It doesn't matter if you can't make it one week or you can't make the next, just I'm inviting all men. If you wanna come and be a part of it, just come. And we're gonna pray together. We're gonna pray for one another. And we're just gonna keep stepping into what God has. And I thank God for that. I think that's something as men we should lead in. And again, it's not ruling out the incredible value and faith that our incredible women have. I'm just saying, we've got some men that are about to step up to another level and I'm one of them and we're in for that. So if you're in for that, that'd be awesome. It's so good. Are you ready for it? Can we one more time, let's honour the name that's above every name. Jesus deserves all the praise. Come on, let's give Him some real praise. Come on, let's honour Him. Let's thank Him. Let's praise Him. Jesus, we honour You. We thank You. We give You all the glory. We give You all the honour and all the praise. We thank You, Lord, that You've entrusted us to be a part of it. Speak. We're listening. We're ready to go. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. Amen.